0: Welcome to the Queer Arabs Podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And we have a guest on. We are fangirling over. Really excited to <laughs> introduce her. Can you introduce yourself?
1: <laughs> hey, I I am the one fangirling. I am Sham Z.
0: Awesome. And can you talk a little bit about the work that you do?
1: So I think we found each other. Uh, I actually don't remember how we found each other, but I'm pretty sure it was via our my Insta. Yeah, page yeah. which is mostly my personal work, but I also do graphic work and design work for TV shows, mostly some features, some like films, and probably at least one show that you might have seen called Rami or two or
2: Oh yes, we we. watched Rami this season. (laughs) Um, You've also done graphic design for Orange is the New Black, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: and The Americans too. Um, Those are, yeah.
2: Tell us more about, or I guess let's start with Rami and the designs you've done for that show and how that came into being and what choices you made there. So the work that I do on a daily basis is like
1: graphic design for TVs and shows, which is like props, set dressing, signage, Anything that can show up in a frame, like when you're watching a television show, anything like that. And all of the shows that shoot like out of New York are like, I would say 97% are cop shows or CAA propaganda (laughs) or guns or like, it's just, there's like a lot of. Uh there are many, many shows that I don't necessarily want to be working on and I feel really conflicted when I get the call to like work on shit that I A don't care about and B think is harmful. I got a call about like this young stand-up comedian called Rami Yusuf. He's gonna be great and he's like starting the show. And the more yeah. I heard about it, like the producer that called me was like, oh, he's like an Egyptian American, like growing up in Jersey. And I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> a, where did he come from? I'm not like in the comic sphere. <laughs> but B, I was like, yes, I will drop everything and do this. Oh, yeah. And Like, it's a fucking dream to get like that call, like as an Egyptian American, like yeah. I didn't, apart from the stuff that we create ourselves, like you don't think that it's going to be coming from Hollywood or like from... <laughs> the industry
2: yeah the show was such so, like a, a breakthrough in terms of like breaking into like a, a new level of mainstream for and, and not that like he's new to the scene like he's been doing stand-up for a while and like everyone on that show has been like exactly. in the industry for a while but just right. just visibility yeah. yeah yeah
1: total visibility wise I personally didn't didn't I, ha- I had known some of the people on the show because I'd been to like Arab American comedy stand-up whatever uh in new york but absolutely it's a huge i mean after the show came out and one of my best friends who like knows what i do for a living like all follows most things you know he like texts me and he's like oh my god there's a show called Mommy, you have to watch it and i was like yes i that was my job <laughs> I, I know that was like, my job but like so many people contacted me and were like this show is like amazing you should watch it or thank you for like helping to make it the house set is a set that we have for season so I did season one and season two Nice. they're writing for season three I hope you know that happens but like literally being able to like recreate things from my own background childhood just heritage Mm -hmm. I never get to do that I like down to like the stuff that's in their home that's like you know Quranic script or like the stuff for this season, we had a whole Sufi center to build that for better or for worse, like the pressure of designing like fell to me, which is incredible. Like when else do you get a chance to do something like that? I don't <laughs> in my job. That's
2: incredible. So yeah,
1: it's pretty great. Like that's, that's one I'm so incredible. And the work that I do on that show is like, I'm so proud of it. I put so much of myself into it, which is what I try to do for like, a lot of shows, but some shows you just can't. Yeah, I think
2: that's like a misconception for like any kind of artist that like everything you ha- you do needs to be like from your heart and with a hundred percent passion. It's like no, not everything can be like that. Sometimes you like give what you have to give, and sometimes that's like yeah, you're a very competent professional like twenty percent of heart, and then something comes mm-hmm. along where you're like, no, this this like, is me. <laughs> all in. No, yeah, yeah. The,
0: the guidelines don't necessarily feel like they conflict with you. It, sound, it sounds like for that show, you that yeah, was, that I mean, was re- like, refreshing. There's
1: never been a show more aligned for me, for me to work on. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that it's like 100% aligned. And like, right. we need so much queer visibility. We need so much more. There needs to not just be like one Arab guy who has a show. Like there needs to be a lot more people who get to create the things that they want to create. Mm-hmm. And so I'm super proud to like be a part of that but it also opens my eyes to like we just need more 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 more. like of course it's like it's deservedly getting so much attention it's an
2: amazing it's such a great show um
1: but we need so much more
2: i I think actually rami said this in an interview and like it it just applies to a lot of things he was like i don't like to think about this like when people talk about it being like the first like muslim or arab show on tv because then he's like when people say the first they mean the last um (laughs) yeah it sounds exactly like him um so i hope it's not the last um hmm. i guess let's sit back a second um do you want to tell us like a little bit about your upbringing um and what got you to this point (laughs) everything (laughs) everything in like in a nutshell yeah
1: exactly um open the floodgate So I was born in Cairo. I was five months old and my mom took me and we came in, we met my dad in the States and my sister was born in the States a couple years later. And then when I was really young, my dad started doing development work, developmental work and ended up with the UN. And so we traveled basically every like three years of my life like growing up, wow. which now I'm like incredibly grateful for. I mm. love to travel. I'm so appreciative that I have experienced all of my experiences but like at the time when you're really young it fucking sucks to like leave your friends every couple of years and like your always cousins be the new kid perma- yeah. completely and like yeah. you don't have a permanent address like not that who cares like when you're little but for some reason i remember being like i don't have a permanent address like <laughs> yeah okay you know i had my sister and i are really close probably partly because of that but also she's incredible but yeah so it was a lot a lot of moving around
2: where all did you live
1: from the states uh we moved to cairo for a few years and the total that i've ever lived in cairo is four years okay four years like total but so that was like a three-year stint and then we moved to sudan and then we moved to zimbabwe and then i moved to germany for a little bit because i was kind of segwaying between the british system of schooling and then the american system of schooling and there was like a six month gap so i like went and fucked off with like some friends in germany and then went to cairo back to cairo for a year to the cairo american college to like get back into the american system uh, and then I went to Charlottesville, Virginia, to University of Virginia for like a year. I dropped out twice and eventually went back. Hey. <laughs> but in the interim, I went and stayed. I went to Rome for a bit in the interim. And then after Virginia, I went back to Rome and stayed for a while and then moved to back to New York. There was two times that I lived in New York in there that I get confused now. And then to Rome, to New York, and now I'm in Portland, Amazing. Oregon. That's yeah. a lot of places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I, relate, I relate to, like, never being in one place for very long. Um, and there's always this, yeah, it's, like, both really exciting and interesting and enriching. And then there's also this kind of, like, urge to, okay, I, I really just want to have a place, <laughs> not always be the new person. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's well, tough how... as a kid.
0: That's it's really super
1: important. tough as a kid when it's, like, three years like now I've lived yeah. in like in Rome I lived for like eight years and New York this time was like 11 years so then I
2: get real yeah. itchy feet then I'm
1: like I gotta go
0: yeah
1: yeah <laughs> time to move I, I understand that
2: did, like that were you cool. always like on did you always see yourself becoming an artist or a designer or when did that enter the picture
1: I have always been doing something artistic since I was really little I think for a while I used to draw Women and clothes, like all the time. And like, as I was little, I remember everybody being like, "You're going to be a fashion designer." And I was like, "Ah, oh, it's not exactly what I'm drawing, but okay." I did that too. <laughs> <And> then... <laughs> I feel like a lot of us did. <laughs> I had this idea when I was really little. I was like, "I'm going to do special effects for movies." But what I think I wa- what I think I meant was graphic design, like one at the time. But then I went through like most like this huge period of time just ignoring my art and it's kind of only been I would say the last I don't know within the last decade that I've like doubled back into it and like realized and remembered I, I feel like I'm in this process of like remembering who I actually am I feel like we go through mm-hmm. so much programming and society our family etc cetera. And so I'm still, like, in this process of being like, oh, this is actually who and what I am, you know? So, yeah, Yeah. it hasn't been always. And I, like, get down on myself about that, too. I'm like, but, like, you know, there's a lot of reasons we don't fully inhabit ourselves, right? Right. Right. And it's,
2: uh, I don't know, like, and it's also, like, it doesn't mean that times where you weren't being like what you consider like full yourself or where you weren't expressing yourself or you weren't making art like it's not like that's just wasted like that is all everything you I don't know. like I try to tell myself this too it's like everything you learn during that time is like being reflected in what you're creating and expressing now you're so right yeah yeah like, I mean I tell other people that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Right. it's like so much yeah. harder to um, <laughs> take it in yourself I guess yeah no, but like uh, you also have like such a you mentioned your Instagram. You have a really cool, like personal art practice, too. Do you want to talk like a little bit about like the the queer and Arabic projects? And totally.
1: Yeah. yeah. Maybe that is how we found each other. Yeah. that's another recent thing for me is like finding community in Queerness and like mm-hmm. Arab queerness specifically. Mm-hmm. It's so new to me. Like I, and that's part of why I'm also fangirling over y'all because I, how many people do I find through you? Like, I'm like, what? We exist yeah. <laughs> We're out there. Like for the longest time, I thought there was really something fucking wrong with me. And there was, you know, it's just, life wasn't going so well for, <laughs> a, for a long period of time. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the work that I do now is addressing that and is addressing like a lot of what comes up for me in the intersectionality of the queerness and, and the Arabness for sure. But also, you know, it's also like a practice of teaching myself more Arabic. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I my Arabic is like super McCussler, and I like get it's like if I practice and if I'm around people, I totally understand. But if I'm on the spot, I'm like, oh, I don't know this word, and I get really. It's another thing. I get down on myself about a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> That's another one of yeah. them where I'm like, but like through my art, I can better myself, and like I've found other artists who are, who can also like help me. I'm learning through other artists. Queer in Arabic happened because it was Ramadan, and I have a difficult, like maybe a lot of us, uh, relationship with my family that is not always great. I love them so much, and the thing I want most in the world is to have a good relationship with them, but it's not always the case, and I, you know, the doors open... Everybody knows what the ground rules are. If it happens, great. But it was like Ramadan. I was, I was really sad. That's where a lot of my art comes to. is like emotions, just a ton of emotions. And if I can draw about it, like I can yeah. just get it out of my system too. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about the relationship that I have with my own spirituality and how, growing up, it felt connected through my parents. But I'm realizing now I can have my own my own spirituality I can have my own relationship with Allah with universe I can have my own relationship with Arabic I can have my relationship with like all of it and so that I think I was like literally just drawing and you know another thing is all of the words for our community just suck in Arabic like traditionally yeah I don't want to use any of those words I'm never going to call somebody I love any of those words I'm not going to call myself that uh, so, like, queer in Arabic just became a transliteration, which made sense to me. Yeah, it, does. <laughs> it, it makes you know, sense. I know which, other people have, was to, you really know. It to see that. And we ended up, like, so many people responded to it, and we ended up raising, you know, quite a bit of money for Ramadan and Masjid al-Rabia in Chicago for that. Yeah, uh, awesome. And then I've just kind of continued with the, I have another one called Rir um, so non-binary which is another one that people have super responded to yeah
2: i think first of all like i really relate to what you were saying about the language stuff because so okay for those who don't know i like to also do like super amateur calligraphy stuff that's what i got into in quarantine when everyone else Mm -hmm. was like making sourdough and i'm (laughs) like what do i want to do instead yeah um did you get the pen did you get like the pens uh i have a pen right here
1: yeah. Yes, I love it. That's
2: amazing. <laughs> um, no, but like I, I felt weird about it because I'm also like I, I can speak Arabic, but not that well, and I, I sometimes even think I'm worse than I am because it was very internalized me with me growing up that I'm worse than my sister. And when you're worse than your sister at something, you're like you're just bad at that thing. Yeah. That's like part of your identity. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, my sister's gonna listen to this, and we're gonna die about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I, like I like for a while, like I like would not when i became an adult not living with my family i like did not speak arabic because i was like oh no i'm bad at this like no one would want to hear me speak this um i'm worse than my sister of course um no but i i, I have this weird... constant comparison right Sorry. she's great though Who is great she's great at so many yeah. things um uh but like i have this weird feeling like why are you like doing art in a language you're not even that fluent in but no it's like a way that you can you you can letter writing and calligraphy it's like its own art it's like Mm -hmm. even apart from being able to speak the language and even people who are like arabic dominant speakers a lot of people like are like no but we i don't talk about this topic in arabic i'm not comfortable talking about this topic in arabic and we like put up these like boundaries like relating to like queerness and gender and like even like racial justice things like but bec- if, if we don't like take the time to be like okay and we're gonna like sit in this and we're gonna figure out terminology that works here somehow then we're just gonna have to siphon those conversations off from certain parts of our identity which sucks
1: oh i feel that yeah having, <laughs>
0: to, like, I that so having to like separate what you talk about in different languages just says yeah i mean that just wears on a person because it's like an identity an identity compartmentalization effect
1: yeah which we're like really good at because we've been doing it for so long but we should stop
2: that yeah we're good at it but it sucks (laughs) it's it's, it's (laughs) good when (laughs) you need it for survival and then when you don't need it for survival anymore you're like why am i still doing this could i not do this Mm -hmm. agreed
1: and what both of you are saying to me feeds into like this idea that in any of our intersectionalities or identities like we're not enough of like i don't speak arabic well enough so therefore like i'm not arab or like i'm not this particular queer arab or i'm not this queer i'm not this whatever is absolutely something that like you know we all combat and we are enough of all of it right
0: yeah i really i've been Like, for a long time, I I would say what other mixed people would say. It'd be like, I'm half Saudi or whatever. But I'm trying to get away from that terminology because, like, that's not true. I am Saudi. I'm also this. I'm also that. Also these other many things. And, like, we don't have to, like, say I'm a fraction of, like, all these different identities. Because that's also just, like, feeding into these narratives that people have of like you have to be all one thing and otherwise you're not like valid in that identity and it it, it's really confusing as growing up it's just always confusing when with even just that kind of terminology just the way that things are presented which i just think isn't actually accurate an accurate way of describing identity or like a human like a whole person a human yeah 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
1: like you can't just do the parts of things that relate Mm. to that one little part of you like even if i'm even if i am not making art about like queerness specifically or (laughs) queerness like those parts inform everything i'm making too
0: yeah you're just as in a community i don't know you like you have your own space within each of these communities or each of these identities and like you're just as much part of said community that as like yeah other people, i other, think there's also like, like like you don't
2: yeah. need to like perform so. other people's <laughs> yeah. expectations of what your identity is like performing mm-hmm. your other people's like images of your identity is different than being yourself right mm-hmm. like
1: oh <laughs> you're speaking to me right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah like people Hell have yeah. this
2: idea of like oh this is like what it Uh, sometimes what for me like how certain aspects of like culture or identity come out aren't like necessarily what other people recognize like I think like my Mm. sense of humor is very like culturally influenced and like definitely comes from my parents and like that's not like what people are going to point to in that and say like this is when you're doing Arab art you know but for me it
1: is a good point yeah
0: (laughs) yeah yeah
2: (laughs)
1: Yeah. That's, a, that's a really good point, yeah. Oh, the expectations of other people. Wow.
0: How did you first get connected with other queer Arabs? Uh, like, you? I
1: mean, like, seriously, recent, recently. Like, very really recently. Really recent, um, yeah. Like, within, I would say, like, the past year or so, which is, like, yeah. that's a long time to, like, be alive and be, like... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I found other community, and, you know, I have a partner who's incredible and I have like chosen family and and all of that but like this is it's relatively new for me um and like proper proper connecting probably with the queer and Arabic shirt because that is when yeah and I also will say that like I got so much love for that shirt and people still Mm -hmm. to this day like it's I I see it in the wild and I'm like (gasps)
0: <gasps> That's crazy so cool. it. like it's amazing so it's cool. such a good feeling yeah. it's so
1: cool uh both of them the non-binary too but I also got like a lot like I had a major like vulnerability hangover after I like posted that people came out of the woodwork to tell me to like this is I this is wrong this mm. is haram you should leave the religion you should mm. do all that like stuff that now I'm also like you know, whatever. But like, when it happens, and when when it's like an onslaught, and when something gets any kind of attention like that, like it just that is the stuff we grew up, I grew up with. On the other hand, the people that I did meet and the people that I have met, and I will say like, hooray for fucking Instagram, because yeah, yeah. that's like, where all the Arab queers are that I know.
0: Yeah, same. <laughs> Pretty much.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> that's
2: it's really the answer Instagram is how I found yeah thank you Instagram
0: <laughs> yes thank you Instagram. although you yeah. belong
2: to a terrible company people yeah. are using yeah. it for great reasons <laughs> yeah. we're, we're getting something out of it getting, oh. we're milking it for all it's worth yeah oh yeah we, no and I
1: have to have I have like a relationship with Instagram that is like very on off and like I'll mm-hmm. go like definite breaks from all social yeah do you That's feel uh,
2: so we are talking with another recent guest about like fluctuations of hate mail basically um and do you, is it has it kept going because like what we were noticing for this podcast and what um another one of our guests was noticing uh for her uh poll page was that like hate is very front-loaded like it's like the thing comes out and people like people flood in and then it just kind of trickles
0: off which is great yeah but, like was that the case the for hate you? has decreased for us
1: Definitely. I think with every, like, anytime anything like that happens, it's, it's like you said, super early on, and it's kind of, like, onslaught, and then that goes away, and eventually, like, love still comes, like, yeah. to that thing, <laughs> but, like, the hate is, is certainly totally less.
0: Yeah, we were wondering yeah, if it's something to do with, like, the haters seeing if something has a lot of support around it, and they're like, okay, I guess I'll just, yeah, like, it's mm. stay away
2: from it or like where they feel like they're on your turf now you know like it's like all their supporters are here super
0: possible yeah yeah,
2: yeah.
1: because that's another thing people like people congregate and people like rally around you and they like stick up for you it's like right. that is also like an amazing feeling to like feel yeah. that community of it like totally oh is. I'm not yeah. alone here
0: that was such an eye-opening effect of starting this podcast for me like It happened. It was a a little less than. Let's see. Okay, it was like a little over two and a half years ago. I knew like two or three other queer Arabs ever in the world. And um, did you two know each other? I I I, I listened to
2: the podcast before I knew you in person.
0: Yeah. So we met later.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Like we met at an event that the podcast was. Recording app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really cool.
0: Um, so, like, <laughs> that's also been cool. You creating your own community. Right.
2: Yeah. Like, like um, yeah. it's... Like, yes, in, like yes, it started online, but also, mm-hmm. like, a lot of connections that were initially online have, like, become in-person. Which is, like, yeah. because I live in New York and, like, I have access to that and, like, that's not the case for everybody, but, like, mm-hmm. given that that is the case and also, like, in-person stuff is not really happening right now. Yeah. But when it was, um, like, that, I think was also a really cool shift because there's this moment where mm-hmm. you like discover a community online but then there's this weird disconnect of like but I don't want to be like more excited about what's going on in my phone screen than what <laughs> what's yeah what's going on yeah. in my um surroundings uh so I think if it's possible to shift your surroundings to be yeah uh, more like what's in your phone screen but that, yeah that's cool p-
0: it's cool because like there was this on all these online connections at the beginning and then at certain events that we would go to that other people would be at I'd be like okay I think I would have met like I feel like we would have met in other circumstances too like it was inevitable and I feel like that with a lot of people I happened to meet because of the podcast but like these spaces that we find ourselves in I'm like okay we were like bound to meet either way (laughs) um and it's just I don't know I have to say and I guess we're on
2: we're on a tangent, just like we said. The yeah, we, we, um,
0: <laughs> they're they're the best. So to this tangent, <laughs> but,
2: uh, I will say since I like started doing this kind of intentional community building, it just I just run into a lot of queer Arabs and queer Middle Eastern people in life accidentally now, and like you I do, yeah, like almost like to a weird extent, like. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. It is weird, cause it's uh, in, in like New York it,
2: too. Yeah. Like, oh well, I've I've run into specific people on subways sometimes, but no, like <laughs> I I just have like I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if it's like a you manifest it like what you put it out into the world, you get back. I don't know. Don't know if I believe that, 100%. but it it has um to do. happen <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it
0: That's does. Awesome. It does seem to be now. It's just queer Arabs everywhere, and it's great oh it's the dream <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the fucking dream I will say that like young there I do I have become connected through and stuff like to a lot of younger people and a lot of younger queer people like younger than me but like mm-hmm. younger queer people who I I like they they give me so much hope and like yeah I feel hopeful and I feel like change and I I feel like an opening up ahead as opposed to like looking backwards and being like, Oh, yeah. you know,
2: yeah. Yes. yeah. Yeah. Closed terribleness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I, I'm excited for like the generation of people who's going to have like our generation as like the people raising them, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that has like intentionally. A, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like has yeah. a, a generation right. of Arab parents or whatever parents who have like, at least to a larger extent than our parents has like done some work on like unpacking trauma and like deciding what aspects of culture we want to pass on or not and like becoming more accepting of queerness and also just like sexuality as a concept in general and yeah yeah and it's it's, i'm excited to see like what small humans are raised by
0: (laughs) that set 100% It gets so, yeah, it gets so frustrating, all this, like... I guess with people you are taught are close to you, so, like, people in your family, and I just, I I realized, like, most of my Saudi side, I'm like, we we have such surface-level relationships. There's no, like, there's no honesty there. They don't know who I really am. I probably don't know who they really are. I don't know. Today I posted a picture of my back tattoos because I was like, that was the one thing that, like... I never posted on social media because I didn't want my Saudi family to see it. And then today I was just like, fuck it. I, I don't know. It was just an effect of my frustration at, like, how I've, I'm just realizing these connections are so surface level. So, like, shallow. Um, and so I hope that, yeah, future generations don't have to have that same And not disconnect. to, like, generalize like, that, like...
2: There's still also a lot of shitty people in our generation. Like, oh, there are yeah. plenty, oh, There's plenty yes. of those. Yeah.
1: plenty of assholes <laughs> but out just there. We're talking about the we're talking Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're talking about us who Immediate. are great. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're great. Wait, but I, yeah, so yeah. wait, so after you posted your bag tattoos, like, how did you feel? How did it go? I felt great. Like, what happened? I felt
0: great. Asadi cousin liked it, so hey,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'll take it.
0: Asadi cousin. His name is mohammed okay yeah thanks mo <laughs> Mo, if you're listening if you have somehow found this thank you
1: <laughs> yeah i feel like the first time uh, a relative like an extended relative because not super close or con- super connected with extended relatives back in egypt but the first time like someone found me and started following me i like like freaked like internal freak out and was like oh my god yeah. what is gonna happen now and like uh, called my sister, was like, "Oh fuck," you know, sent her a screenshot, all <laughs> of this. But then I don't know. And then my sister was like, "Well, maybe they're queer too." <laughs> yeah, like, oh, maybe. Yes. Who knows? I don't that's know. Fine. And nothing has come of it, except for like likes. And
2: that—that's something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So far. <laughs> Likes, I mean, if you get the likes from the relatives, something's going on there.
2: So what concerns me sometimes is it's not the, like, relative I'm most concerned about who's, like, doing the following and the liking. It's just that, no. like, it's, you can't, you can't share things with one person, no. right? So, like, there's this one chill on who, like, might be queer herself and whatever, you know, like... Yeah. But it's like, don't, no, don't, don't share that link to my blog. Don't. <laughs> and oh, everyone
0: knows one, it now. Yeah. She's the one who always shares her stuff Yeah, now. which is in a
2: very lovely, mm-hmm. sweet, and supportive way. And I also, like, don't know how deeply she's gotten to see certain things. And, I'm like, just don't, don't open that gate. Don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. I, it's um, a lot to figure out, right? It is. It's a lot to figure out, like, how much to share of yourself when you're trying to be like an authentic whole person
0: just like when we started the podcast i was so i was so paranoid about like keeping all like my account and this account like totally separate no one could know but now i'm just so lax about it because it's been a build-up of since then a build-up of frustration of having to separate everything all the time
2: yeah and it's just yeah. gossip networks and then, are just so fast and so tight. It's just like yeah. not there's no there's no sharing things <laughs> with one person. Like that does not exist. Yeah, I give up. <laughs> That's true.
1: That's yeah. true. And like ideally, you know, if we do it, it makes it easier for other people to do it. You know, like I feel like the more that I open up, the more people open up to me. At least in a social media setting yeah um I mean in in reality too but (laughs) you know it makes it easier like even if I share something that at the time I'm like ah after the fact I've never once been like oh fuck I regret that or like you know even if you did oh well it's just it's like a it's a constant it's a constant like Practicing of your vulnerability, like muscles, and like yeah, opening and yeah. <laughs> closing, but like hopefully opening more every time.
0: Right. Yeah, and like at least for me, it's just this gradual reminder that I always have to tell myself, like, I I'm definitely in a privileged situation of like living where I live, um, and I have that safe the uh, level of safety, and so there is there's also that factor where I've just had to constantly remind myself like nothing's gonna happen to me personally safety wise if I post this thing like what's gonna happen like what are they gonna do um but it's still daunting at a distance at a physical distance to share certain things completely
1: I have a question for y'all yeah do you go back to like the homeland ever
0: no not not on I I was supposed to go this year with my sister and then COVID (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, I was also,
2: sub- so I, I, I go back to Lebanon sometimes, um, but like I haven't for, I haven't since 2018 and was thinking about going this summer, but COVID happened no. and yeah, and I, I, there's like yeah. some other, I don't know. Family drama is family drama. It's been a second for me is, is what I'm saying. But I think the more that I've been um, meeting specifically like queer people, like, who are in Beirut through this podcast, it's, like, now there's all these people that I could go hang out with and meet if I was there on my own, um, regards, but, like, mm-hmm. every time I'm there, it's it's been so, like, uh, siphoned off of, like, no, you're doing family stuff, and because mm-hmm. you're not, you're not here very much, you're, like, the person who shows up the least, it's, like, you, you, be- you better be on these two couches the whole time, um. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh so in addition to i guess sorting out like like family stuff and wanting to visit people and also people having like health problems now and it being covid and deciding like what's when it's safe to visit people and when it's worth it anyway and yeah travel drama but besides that before that i i've been yeah if also if anyone in lebanon is watching this um I've been wanting to go there uh, and just do some other stuff on my own regard for a while.
0: Remember when we talked about doing yeah. a group trip? We there were, were gonna supposed do, like, to be a, a group. A little group of us were talking about going to Beirut. It was so and
2: much. like I'm just thinking like the level amazing. of things that got in
0: between <laughs> yeah. that. It was like Literally. one
2: person and could not legally leave the country. Another person was like well. waiting to get surgery. <laughs> then COVID. Yeah. And then there was an explosion. <laughs> so like...
1: Oh yeah. Conspiring against everything.
2: Yeah. 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 Uh, sorry. What was the initial question was, do we go back? Um, yeah. yeah, For me sometimes, um, and yeah, it's, it's a negotiating, it's a negotiating thing, but it's also like something I really want to do and something that feels really worth it um yeah have you been to Mm -hmm. egypt lately no like it's been a a, quite a minute for me too i want
1: to say like maybe 10 years ago maybe 12 yeah i honestly it doesn't it doesn't feel safe and it doesn't feel like i understood there was like an altercation there was a huge my dad Mm -hmm. you know found found but I have an internet presence and like once that happens and like, you know, my dad found that a bio that said that I was queer or something, something. And wow. kind of in his, like in his terror of, of not being able to like protect me, I think was like where his like your yeah. like, anger and upset was coming from. Yeah. And I understand that now where I'm like, because ideally I would love to bring my partner to Cairo. Like I would love yeah. to go back to Cairo. I would love to go. I would love to go to Beirut. I would, but it doesn't feel... And I also could never protect my partner if I like if I went to Cairo on my own. I've never been there without my family, you know? And I'm a total, like, foreigner there and foreigner here, like, whatever. It's the... But um. I would love to go. I just don't know that it's in the cards anytime soon.
0: I feel that. Yeah, I've thought about, like, whoever my significant other is or, like, a partner. I think it would feel important to, like make that trip together but i also like in what world could that happen <laughs> safely and exactly. like exactly i couldn't do anything if something happened yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. I couldn't do exactly that.
1: but my partner is learning arabic
2: oh, oh that's awesome
1: nice <laughs> he's well he he learns he italian and arabic are both living in rome are both obviously very important languages to me and yeah he is totally like
0: Picking up words, wow, it's amazing! That's he great. He knows Habibi really well. <laughs> <laughs> is he using a specific program or app or anything? He's using Duolingo for the Italian,
1: and he's gotten like we are having conversations now. Arabic nice. is mostly just like picking it up, and you mm-hmm. know, he he, I he, I wrote like I did a actually a piece that had Habibi in it, and I asked him if he could read it, and he was like habibi and i was shocked and he was like well i'm just recognizing i'm just recognizing the shapes and i was like that is what reading is like (laughs) you just read that word
0: yeah that that describes reading perfectly the shape of the (laughs) letter
2: (laughs) that's so cool so Uh, uh, like are you teaching him like he's learning egyptian i guess because like
1: uh yeah he there's (laughs) (laughs) Gazma.
2: amazing i don't yeah for sure that's the only arabic i know yeah um, i i like okay no offense i was gonna say like no no offense to anyone but also like who's gonna be offended if i say like why would anyone want to like learn formal arabic because no one speaks it so like what people am <laughs> i offending no one yeah Who are you offending? yeah the newscasters like I, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> we both we both use this program called mango languages and it's nice because they have the different dialects and that's been oh really so nice yeah. to find. I'm making like, a
1: note of that one. Yeah, Mango.
0: cool. I signed up for I I I started with Levantine because it I think that mm. that'll be the most useful for me considering all the connections I have. But yeah, but they and have it's like they Conversational have and
2: reading and all of it. Yeah, it's great. Um, yeah, yeah, it's like I think it's a little. There's not so much reading, but there's like yeah. There's some. Reading, like that's I true. I reading don't think said, you could use it to learn how to read. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think, like, if you already, like, know basic, um, like, how to read the alphabet, then it's, like, it has, it it shows you, like, the written form along with all the flashcards. It's not, like, where you would go to, like, learn reading from scratch. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh,
2: but mostly it's but just, it's just like, nice because they have, like... Dialect-based. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's been... Unlike
2: fun. Arabic Duolingo. Yeah.
0: That's Yeah, amazing. I felt like in- Arabic in Duolingo was better for <laughs> reading, yeah, at least like basic reading going back to your um your work like do you want to describe to the listeners i mean we've talked about your designs on um rami for example do you want to talk more about like your personal work that you put out on on insta for Mm -hmm. example or just like any of your other personal work but i also want to talk about the show you're producing with your partner yeah me too i (laughs) want to talk about all that oh (laughs) yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So personal work, yeah, is mostly. I would say that the stuff that I'm drawing lately comes from like. There's like a few levels of like inspiration. One of them is is the fact that so exactly three months ago today, my partner and I moved to Portland, Oregon. And part of the reason we moved here was I'm also like super pissed that I didn't meet you while I was in New York. Oh. <laughs> now, oh. Damn it! Part of the reason that for moving here was uh, easier access to nature, because I have really pretty much most of my life like lived in concrete capital like cities mm-hmm. and large cities, and I don't think I've ever had as much of like we were driving, we drove across country. I also would never recommend anyone to move cross country during a pandemic. I mean, it's not pretty. We were like. Mm-hmm zipping across the country just to get to the coast just to get us away from here but being here like nature is inspiring me in a way that has never affected my art before like I didn't it didn't ever really register like people would be like oh nature and I'd be like cool sounds pretty but I am in a place now like with so much access to like things changing like I'm appreciating and I've heard people say all this and it did it honestly made no sense to me before but like I'm watching seasons change like literally in my yard I have a yard there's like there's places where I can be in nature I'm a huge plant person and my house in uh New York was like covered in plants but here it's like they're just outside it's it's just for me I keep seeing like I we landed here and i keep seeing colors and shapes of like flowers and leaves that i didn't know existed and i'll post them on stories and people are like that's not real To do like photoshop that wow <laughs> it's fucking real and then i could like turn it into so like little things like that will grab my eye and then i just want to draw like a little berry or a little leaf or whatever and then that ends up turning into like as i'm drawing it I'll be thinking of whatever, if it's about something mental health related or something, you know, an emotion that I'm thinking or feeling because I am very, very ruled by my emotions. (laughs) And I work really hard at like remembering that my emotions will pass. But often like if I draw on it, those things will kind of like meld together and something will come out of it that I'm like, oh yeah, that's kind of how I see the world um so nature is a huge one emotions at the moment is a huge one I see shit that like on people's stories that I'm like oh I want to draw that or like somebody will say something to me you know and and something will like pop into my head but it's a lot lately it's a lot of like pattern work a lot of colors like really really bright colors and I think it's really fun to even just like I will like scroll through my Insta and be like, holy shit, my colors are like changing completely. Like you can see my palette, you can see what I'm being inspired by like changes totally. Something that really, really inspires me is other artists, like finding other artists who are doing stuff about mental health, about social justice, Mm -hmm. about something that I'm like, (gasps) that person is like imagining worlds (laughs) that are amazing yeah and that's super fucking
0: inspirational to me i i remember my trip to portland i just took i took a picture by this tree because i was just in awe of the trees there just and and people my friends on that coast were just like okay it's a tree and i was like no you don't you don't understand you don't understand
1: I was like, we came over the mountains or whatever and like we're coming into Portland and I saw the tree or coming into Oregon and I saw the trees and I was like, I'm going to hug every single fucking tree that I yes.
0: have like ever see yes. here. They're just like amazing. They they really are. <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> hugged trees while I was there. I'm so glad you felt that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was so gorgeous. Um, And yeah, it sounds nice to just like get a break from... The concrete I guess I think it's probably really good mentally to change that up at some point in your life you know yeah, if you if you feel driven yeah. to do that obviously um, yeah yeah um so we also were curious about what you were working on with your partner would you want to talk about that
1: mm. yeah so it's actually a past project which we oh, are yeah. now like kind of releasing but um in 2015 we started a show called Brothers about and it was uh, about a group of trans mask friends. And and Emmett, my partner, um, started his social and medical transition in 2012. And we were like, which is when we met. But we at the time were like looking, we were like watching every single like YouTube video that we could find. We would watch documentaries. We would watch like any... Any content that you can find, you're like cramming it down. But there was no, there was no narrative. There was nothing really. I mean, there was like Boys Don't Cry, which is its own trauma for (laughs) people. He really was craving something, you know, to speak to his experiences. And Mm -hmm. he made a pilot. He like wrote a pirate pilot and I was like, we can make this. So we did. And like the first episode, we shot it over a weekend with like $150 and we stole all of our shots. And like, it was super, super low budget. We crowdfunded um, and we did a season of eight episodes. And then we did two more episodes of season two uh, a couple of years later. And truthfully found like, half of our like chosen family is like from brothers like all of our besties are like that we didn't know them from there like when we when we did a casting call we didn't know anyone and it really like changed our life we did a huge festival run we have people like continue to reach out to us it like changed his life it changed my life it's it remains something i'm super super proud of and we got to run our own set the way that we wanted to which like both of us we met on a job so like we were both in the film industry watching all of the like toxicity in the industry and then turn around and be like well on our set this is how this is going to work and it's yeah, going to be pretty much that. 99% queer and trans and oh i miss them so much oh, <laughs> that's great when people so, yeah, take all like all the episodes are like out
2: there When people take their like shitty work experiences and they're like, I'm not going to perpetuate that.
1: Yeah. I learned everything not to do. Like I literally was like, I know not to do that shit.
0: It is nice when shit, like bad shit (laughs) becomes inspiration. You're like, I'm going to do the exact opposite of this. (laughs) I feel like there's two types of people. There's people who are like, I need,
2: everyone needs to go through what I went through. And then there's people who are like, I don't want anyone to go through what I went through.
1: Yes. That's yeah. the healing, right? Yeah. Like that's yeah. literally what the heal that's why mm-hmm. we
0: try to fucking heal. Yeah.
1: I think yeah. we like went way over our fuck limit by the way. That was way more than yeah. two.
0: Oh, no, yeah. no, we were saying a minimum. It's a minimum. a minimum have fucks, this, no, this, yeah. For <laughs> everyone listening to this podcast <laughs> has a minimum of two fucks. A minimum of two fucks. We we hit that right oh, away. Don't you know count. what, it's kind
2: of funny yeah. if we had, like, a maximum and it's like, I have three fucks left to get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly three. <laughs> exactly three. And yeah. so then you're like, I have no more fucks left to get.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, but God. no, like, yeah. turning
1: the shit oh. into something beautiful is, like the goal
0: yes it's that's uh, like justice that's it's what the to best do <laughs> justice do you have uh so if anyone wants to check out brothers where can they see it
1: Brothersseries.com. um cool. we have a brother series instagram awesome. also like through my insta page yeah nice. yeah
0: check it out y'all
1: it, you can watch the whole thing that? in an hour in under an hour
0: okay cool okay okay definitely we'll, mm-hmm. we'll binge yes then. thank you so much for doing this how can people follow you contact you anything you want to share
1: yeah i'm working on my website which i don't know when okay. you're releasing this but probably in like two
0: weeks uh, a week and a half
1: oh maybe maybe i've been working on it for forever but like okay. <laughs> but my instagram is sham <laughs> and uh yeah that's probably everything is there on yeah it's we have link trees. We have a thing called a link tree now. Everything is there. Oh, nice. I
0: feel like yeah. I feel yeah. like we need to get one of those. Yeah. yeah. Like, we could do that I in like two set seconds. That up. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't it's know really. why we didn't. <laughs> I don't know. There's so many little things. It's free things and easy. And been, yeah. We've been procrastinating on like little things for the podcast for a while. Um, but yeah,
2: life. So much
0: life, life happens. Is, like, yeah, life is a thing. If it's not
1: right in front of my face. <sighs> When am I going to get
2: to it? Yeah, exactly. So, for those listening, it's possible that our Instagram now has a link tree by the time you're listening to this. Yes, you should
0: (laughs) check. That gives us some pressure to just do it. Yeah, that's good. good. uh, Speaking (laughs) of which, you could follow
2: us on um, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Queer Arabs or on TheQueerArabs.com or on uh, Spotify, Apple podcasts or most major podcast apps i yes. don't usually do the, the outro so you did
0: great <laughs> and then also email <laughs> us at thequeerabs at gmail.com <laughs> the only x. Ex- the only other thing <laughs> thanks y'all for listening